0: where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? I want to start with offering a spiritual practice. This is called Lectio, Lectio Divina, or Election. I've talked about this here in the podcast before. It's one of my central, time honored spiritual practices. in the way I was taught, we use sacred writing, scripture, poetry, a paragraph of an essay that we love, a note written to us by a beloved, something that we hold dear. And we read the passage twice, listening for a word or phrase that shimmers for us, that seems to stand out, that draws our attention that creates a flutter in the belly or a champagne bubbles in the heart or some signal from the knowing body-mind that those words matter right now and then we take those words into contemplation we turn them over in our minds what could they mean What is spirit trying to say? Why do these words matter? In Druidry, we use discursive meditation, which means that we train our minds to take a theme, a question, a concept down the long corridors of thought. And so we'll take that phrase and we'll turn it and we'll follow it and we'll let it come alive in our minds. After doing that for a number of minutes, maybe 10 minutes, maybe 15, depending on how much time you have, then we move into silence, openness, and receiving from the universe any messages or images or feelings that might be speaking that we couldn't hear with our minds that we might be able to receive with our silence. And so I'm going to offer you a poem. I'll read it twice. And I invite you to listen for the words that shimmer or call out or that your body responds to. And if you have time and you want to do the full practice, just go ahead and pause my podcast. and. Follow the phrase on the corridors of thought, and then be silent and receive, and come back to the episode when you're ready. And if this isn't the right time for a meditation practice, you can just listen on through and enjoy the poem. This poem is called In Praise of the Earth. It's by John O'Donohue in his book, To Bless the Space Between Us. It's on page 85, if you have the book and want to look at it, let us bless the imagination of the earth that knew early the patience to harness the mind of time, waited for the seas to warm, ready to welcome the emergence of things, dreaming of voyaging among the stillness of land. And how light knew to nurse the growth, until the face of the earth brightened beneath a vision of color. When the ages of ice came and sealed the earth inside, an endless coma of cold, the heart of the earth held hope, storing fragments of memory, ready for the return of the sun. Let us thank the earth that offers ground for home and holds our feet firm to walk in space, open to infinite galaxies. Let us salute the silence and certainty of mountains, their sublime stillness, their dream-filled hearts, the wonder of a garden trusting the first warmth of spring until its black infinity of cells becomes charged with dream Then, the silent, slow nurture of the seed's self, coaxing it to trust the act of death. The humility of the earth that transfigures all that has fallen of outlived growth. The kindness of the earth, opening to receive our worn forms into the final stillness. Let us ask forgiveness of the earth, for all our sins against her, for our violence and poisonings of her beauty. Let us remember within us the ancient clay, holding the memory of seasons, the passion of the wind, the fluency of water, the warmth of fire, the quiver touch of the sun, and shadowed sureness of the moon, that we may awaken to live to the full the dream of the earth who chose us to emerge and incarnate its hidden night in mind, spirit, and light. And now again from the beginning, listening for the words or phrase that is calling out for you Let us bless the imagination of the earth that knew early the patience to harness the mind of time, waited for the seas to warm, ready to welcome the emergence of things dreaming of voyaging among the stillness of land. And how light knew to nurse the growth until the face of the earth brightened beneath a vision of color. When the ages of ice came, and sealed the earth inside an endless coma of cold. The heart of the earth held hope, storing fragments of memory ready for the return of the sun. Let us thank the earth that offers ground for home and holds our feet firm to walk in space open to infinite galaxies. Let us salute the silence and certainty of mountains Their sublime stillness, their dream-filled hearts. The wonder of a garden trusting the first warmth of spring until its black infinity of cells becomes charged with dream. Then the silent, slow nurture of the seed's self coaxing it to trust the act of death. The humility of the earth that transfigures all that has fallen of outlived growth the kindness of the earth, opening to receive our worn forms into the final stillness. Let us ask forgiveness of the earth for all our sins against her, for our violence and poisonings of her beauty. Let us remember within us the ancient clay, holding the memory of seasons, the passion of the wind, the fluency of water, the warmth of fire, the quiver touch of the sun, and the shadowed sureness of the moon, that we may awaken to live to the full the dream of the earth, who chose us to emerge and incarnate its hidden night in mind, spirit, and light. sitting out with you in my grove with um, my little altar to the All-Mother. I'm burning dragon's blood incense this morning and offering my own blood from the full moon here to nurture this place, this communal altar. Where I find walnut shells and eggshells and cicada skins and lanternfly wings. This morning I found Mary's countenance completely veiled by a fresh trapdoor spider web. And in my ritual of unveiling her face, I felt a deep invitation of unveiling in other ways. It speaks to the part of John's poem that spoke to me, which was the silent, slow nurture of the seed's self coaxing it to trust the act of death and how the the sprouting of that seed is death of the seed's self and life to the seedling. and how that must feel like an unveiling to the seed self, an incredibly tender and vulnerable unveiling, where a seed can stay safe in the dormancy of the seed bank for some seeds tens of thousands of years. That one moment, that eruption of life, The coaxing, the slow nurture, of trusting the death of the seed self is the moment of faith. It's the leap of faith, staying safe for tens of thousands of years in the seed bank, or risking being trampled, eaten by a hungry grazer, bitten by an early frost, drowned by a torrent of rain. When does the seed know to trust that slow nurture? When does it learn to trust the act of death? And I'm wondering about my own life. What parts of my own life are seeds? being coaxed out of their dormancy? And what parts of my life are fruits ready to fall to the ground? And how is that true for the collective of us as a species who is working clumsily through our coming of age initiation? Seasons are turning here in South Central Pennsylvania. The ground is littered with maple and dogwood and walnut leaves. Much earlier than usual. There's a coolness in the air and the crickets sing all day. We've had a sweet three days of rain along with this coolness, and so the yard is full of white button mushrooms, and the logs of the forest are full of turkey tail and witch's butter. The goldenrods are blooming, and the New England aster and the black-eyed Susans and the Datura. The marigolds are holding strong, and the roses continue to bloom. This is the time of the late forage. This is the golden season. Here in the north, where the long distance migrators are filling their stores with as much energy rich nectar and pollen as they can before they go on to their winter lands or go into their dormancy. Every change of season is a dying and a birthing. I was taught that these changes of season are the most dangerous times. The strain on the body, on the ecosystem, is great. The risk of injury or illness is great. The energy required by the body to shift the the biochemicals and the neurochemicals, the hormones to prepare for the next season, especially spring and fall, is taxing to the body and leaves us vulnerable to other sorts of illness and injury. So this is a time to slow down and care exquisitely for ourselves. To soak up the last of the season we're in and prepare for the season to come. I sit out here with you, I don't feel any great revelations this week. I feel gentleness and a gentling. And I'm feeling the deep longing of the mystic to be held by a worldview that sees us deeply and to which we belong fully in all of the mess that is. Not a worldview to which we belong once we're perfected, or once we've atoned fully, or once we've become enlightened or fully realized, but to belong to a world that embraces us just as we are. As I speak this, a bee, a honeybee, hums and buzzes and drones around Mary, the All-Mother here in the Grove. And I think of the way that the bees belong to their hive, fully, just as they are. fulfilling their particular duty to the whole. I think of the way they dance to communicate. I think of the comforting drone of their wings within the hive. I think of the sweetness of the honey that they create together a golden liquid light that sustains them. The ancient priestesses of Eleusis were the Melissa, the bees, They belonged fully to their hive in service to the belonging, the deep belonging of being a part of that world at that time. And as a modern mystical person, I long for that. That deep belonging to this place in this time with the other beings who cohabitate this place with me, to whom I am a neighbor. Just a few of the beings around me right now are poke and aster, ragweed, primrose, raspberry, elderberry, wild grape, staghorn sumac, Microthena spider. And humans. I hear an airplane in the distance. Cars passing on the road. The cicada. We are constantly living in a sea of other beings. And what would it feel like to belong fully to them, for them to belong fully to us, to feel totally accepted and held exactly as we are? This is the mystical longing, because in some place within us, we remember what that felt like. Those of us who are mystics are born without a full forgetting. And we spend our lives longing for what we just barely remember and having glimpses of it fully realized in our lives only to watch it fade again into the background. druid we believe in the hermitage of the heart we believe in moving through the world with a posture of the monk the one who is deeply connected to that mystical longing even as we go to soccer games even as we volunteer at the library, even as we tend to ailing elders, even as we pay our utility bills, there is an inner orientation to that mystical longing, that belonging that makes perfect sense in a world that often does not make sense. And today I am so grateful for that place to rest that inner orientation toward becoming, toward belonging, toward existing in a world where I am fully known and seen and loved in my imperfection just as I am. And I wonder if that is the unveiling that I'm sensing today And if that is the seed that so wants to sprout collectively, if it is time for us to come out of exile and remember that we belong here and we always have and that we belong to each other no matter what political party we ascribe to, no matter what religious affiliation we tithe to, no matter what worldview we choose to center ourselves in, that deeply and truly and undeniably we belong to each other And we belong to this earth and to all of its inhabitants. And whatever we do to ourselves, we do to it all. And whatever we do to anyone else, we do to ourselves. That this realization is the fruit of our deep belonging. with a blessing from John's same book and this blessing is to come home to yourself on page 97 may all that is unforgiven in you be released may your feel fears yield their deepest tranquillities may all that is unlived in you blossom into a future graced with love Read it one more time. May all that is unforgiven in you be released. May your fears yield their deepest tranquillities. May all that is unlived in you blossom into a future graced with love. nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways, you can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me.